0: Good evening and thank you so much for spending your Friday evening into Saturday morning on the East Coast with us. Tonight is your August 12th review of AW Rampage and Smackdown brought to you by NordVPN and Blue Chew. I am not joined by Sean today. He's on a part-time deal. He's like Lesnar was a couple years ago. He just comes around when he feels like it. I'm going to cut like a CM Punk on the rock level promo with him when he comes back around here someday. But you know who's reliable? You know who shows up to work? You know who's not on the island of relevancy doing whatever they want to do? is Alex Cardoza over here. He's showing up today. Alex, how are you?
1: Listen, I come as you call. So you were whistling somewhere and I heard it and I said, (laughs) I will be there. But listen, before we start, congratulations, because I hear your one year anniversary at Fightful is right around the corner tomorrow, right?
0: Yes, it's tomorrow.
1: Round of applause for this lady right here, everyone. I mean,
0: thank you. Thank you. It's crazy. In some ways, it's hard to believe it's already been a year. In other ways, I can't believe it's only been a year. And um, I did want to take a minute to. Thank literally everybody involved in Fightful. I started watching Fightful Post shows during the pandemic and I thought it was just a really fun community to hang around. And so I was sending in super chats. I was just tuning into a bunch of shows. And then to a year later, being like here, doing this, kicking Sean off his own show, joining Sour Graps, which is what got me to subscribe to Fightful Select, is like an absolute dream. And I loved the wrestling insight. I feel like everybody that is here brings value and was bringing value to the table well before I joined. But the reason I hung out was because of the community that's here, that it's like a safe space to hang out, that our moderators do an amazing job, that our hosts are good people. Um, And that's like why I wanted to hang out as a fan and then to get to join it and know that those people that seemed like great people actually are great people. And I don't just mean like Sean and whatever. I mean, everybody on the writing staff, DeFelice and Jeremy and um, Luis, who's doing our super chats and our moderating is an absolute workhorse. All the way up to to Jimmy Van, who helped us get here via funding. And Sean's pretty all right. He's okay. Uh, (laughs) He's the best. Um, But just everybody that's here, um, I'm so thankful to have been a part of this community for the past year. And we wouldn't get to do any of it if it wasn't without you, awesome people. So thank you for giving a hoot. as Sean always says we really appreciate you guys tuning into post shows like this, subscribing to Fightful Select. We're very, 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 very thankful because we are publicly funded. No matter how many people want to say we're taking paychecks from AEW or WWE, like really PBS. Don't. So we are. That's Sean says that all the time for the the PBS of pro wrestling. And speaking of funding us. Get in those Super Chats. Get in those Humper Chats. Be tasteful about my exposed shoulders. We had some people wiling out when I wore a tank top on Tuesday, but we had a lot of fun. But today, wish me a happy anniversary. Get your question or statement right on air via Super Chat right here on YouTube or via Humper Chat, where we get to keep a little bit more of the time. I'm
1: I'm the one that's all covered up today. You are. are you're, you're
0: very, you're not scantily clad like me in my back shoulders. This is a
1: PG-rated show, Kate. I gotta keep, got keep it nice, you know.
0: This is the fightful <laughs> PG era. Um, Robert Yamgata, e. thank you so much for sending in your two dollar donation right off the top. Um <laughs> we've got Orion <laughs> Ben66, who was very tasteful in his Tuesday chats, while in much less than some other people were saying, Lady in white, Alex with no mask, hello. We appreciate you guys. And you know what? It's kind of funny because in true, like, Fightful fashion, I feel like I've gotten increasingly sour as time goes on. And I didn't really like either show tonight. And you kind of liked both shows tonight. So I feel like yeah. I have, like, my my optimistic Alex. And then after this on Fightful Select, you can come and hang out behind the paywall and hear Alex Pulowski and me Dig into what we both felt like was not a very good show. And if I can find his chat, he said to join him because he has things to say. Here you
2: go. <laughs> they call, Everybody,
0: they... you're going to want to stay up late tonight because I have things to say about the shows this evening. I have things to say too. And we got we're a little loose behind the paywall. We have some fun. So um we appreciate you guys and uh we are going to get started here. Um Parker Bordeaux is all elite, according to Tony Khan, that just came out. And buddy, that's not the news that I needed to hear before a Willow Nightingale getting signed or Diamante, who's been there for years, but we're going to cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, I'm not trying to say anybody shouldn't be hired. I'm glad when wrestlers find jobs at major promotions. But what I am saying is you've got some other types of hiring to do. We're going to talk about that when we get to AEW Rampage.
1: She is hot tonight, friends.
0: I am. I did not like either episode of wrestling. I feel like I watched three hours of wrestling and liked maybe a half an hour total. Like this was not great. But we're gonna start with SmackDown. I really thought we were gonna be starting with Rampage, but um, you know we had the tag title tournament start tonight and some other things, and a, a major return for for a lot of people. I think it's fair to say with Hit Row. So um we are gonna start with rampage Uh, we're gonna start with rampage
1: jeez you're so used to saying that
0: i am so used to saying that but we are gonna start with welcome to the
1: triple h era
0: we per usual have like two super chats about it so i'm sure we will be able to fly through this the best that we can my dad saying chiming in saying happy happy anniversary miss kate well thank you dad i appreciate it that's so awesome as you know my dad is the best. So we appreciate him chiming in and supporting the team as he has done literally my entire life. So we appreciate that about him. And Ali C saying, I mean, Tuesday is the horny show. That's a very good point. I can't blame the entire chat for being like enthralled with my bare shoulders because the NXT show always has like very weirdly horny backstage uh, segments. But we kick off SmackDown with a tag team. Tournament match between Raquel and Aaliyah versus Shotzi and Lee. and I'll tell you what I did like: the bell rung at 8:04 p.m. after it took 11 minutes of fluff to get into the ring last week. Starting with in-ring action is great. I'm a little like old school about like tag teams in a tournament should have one theme and matching gear at all times. I'm not for throwing together tag team feels, but that's just me nitpicking. Uh, unfortunately I felt like this match was not so great, but you are nicer than me. Uh, so I'll tell you what I, I liked and then didn't like about it. I like that we've seen women's matches getting time on television again. That is something that makes me happy. If the quality of them was a little bit better, that would make me happy. I think thrown together tag team stuff like this is kind of bound to happen, but There was a spot where Raquel was breaking up a pin and it was like a full second after she came in to break up an already broken up pin that didn't work great. Aaliyah took a really, really nasty bump in a spot that I was very confused by because Shotzi like ran the ropes to basically just smack her back into the ground and it was just very ugly and did not look good. Um, I feel like Aaliyah is the one with the... furthest to go in the ring, but I felt like she actually looked stronger tonight than a lot of people. She countered a stalling suplex from Zaylee with a neck breaker that I thought actually was pretty good tonight. Uh, there was a double Russian leg sweep spot that I thought just looked bad because one half of it got taken out and they waited to execute the other half of the leg sweep as if you can't do that as a single move like people do all the time. But ultimately Raquel wins uh, with the Tejada And I think that was what we predicted. I think that's probably the right call to make going forward. I also noticed that the hard cam was off center. And I just don't understand why Kevin Dunn has a job based on his backstage reputation and his inability to do his job correctly. But I don't know how many more times I can say that. Uh, But this just, I felt like, was clunky and not very good. Raquel's spinning elbow is always a really cool spot. But I just felt like this match was pretty messy. But you you are different you are okay with sloppy when it's hard hitting and you uh i think we're looking at the positives which there were some i think them starting the show and feeling important and getting a lot of time to open the show and them getting to the match quickly is stuff that all made it feel good despite maybe the match quality not being as great as we were hoping
1: yeah, so um, I'm very critical of a lot of the wrestling that goes in ring. And obviously, WWE always holds themselves a little bit higher than everyone else when it comes to uh, the way that they conduct themselves in the ring and not being sloppy. But this match did have its sloppy points and moments. Uh, and I see that a lot, too, in AEW a lot of the time. And I feel like a lot of the uh, women matches just need a little bit more time to for them to fix their timing. Um, but yeah, uh, I just said to myself, you know what? They have the girls out front. They're putting them in, on television. They have the the tag team titles are back in in the fold, and not every match is going to be squeaky clean, guys. For me, it was just like you know what, not every SmackDown, not every Raw is just going to be hard hitting, amazing, over the top like like you want it to be. You're going to have these moments. To me, I was okay. I put away the, aside the, the the sloppiness and I said, let's learn from it review the tape what can we do different and let's continue pushing our our women on television it's
0: like one of those weird people that sits down to watch wrestling to enjoy it like
1: i just i try i don't i don't know understand why. how I'm you sorry.
0: do that and exist on the internet like this you is could why be I'm one not, or the other
1: <laughs> this is why i'm not full time here guys
0: that's right <laughs> this is why
1: she only that's keeps right. me around right we're like once you know
0: what this guy just seems to sit down to watch wrestling and actually Why? enjoy himself. I Why just, is
1: he such a casual? I
0: just can't. <laughs> I just can't. He's like, oh, I'll look at the things that I liked on television. What is this? We got JW Pringle chiming in, wishing me a happy anniversary. Well, thank you, JW Pringle, my brethren. Uh, saying happy anniversary, Kate. Hello to fake Alex. Be respectful of Kate's PG era bear shoulders. You're so funny. Papa Paul Elizabeth is giving the best dad vibes. One love. Okay, here's a true story about my dad. You guys want your heartstrings pulled at a little bit. He traveled a ton when I was a kid. Um, but he would make it home like for every T-ball like end up game that I ever had. And as if you've been watching this, like you know that I'm pretty obsessed with baseball. <laughs> so much to me as a kid and it means even more as an adult because I think you realize the and appreciate like the sacrifices that were made but he not only was the dad who just got pulled into being like the coach or the base coach when it was a volunteer basis every single time but he also (laughs) was around so much that at the end of the season one time they gave him his own trophy and it said fireball hensler because he would pitch to kids And he never, like, I think, signed up to be coached. He just always got roped into it. But he has always been the best dad. He's always been very, very supportive, even as I'm in my 30s talking about wrestling, which he has never voluntarily watched in his entire life. So um, he rules, and we thank him for being here today. I keep getting distracted by this amazing... Somebody is Cinebay in the chat. And if you've been following the Takeshita <laughs> um, Cinnabon love story, it just it's cracking me up whenever I see it come across. But we have Roy Zhang saying, let's learn from it, Aaliyah, in six years. I, yeah, it's tough with Aaliyah because she was in NXT for a really long time. But I'll be honest, like she was not the worst part of this match um, by far. So uh but that was that was what the opener was and then we moved into this carrying cross promo and this is where it gets a little tricky for me because like an idiot i was optimistic okay
1: (laughs) that was harsh don't be so harsh on yourself well
0: here's the thing whenever i'm optimistic i'm like something great is gonna happen and then wwe was like no like I was so excited for New Day's match at WrestleMania and they were like, we're going to move it from night one to night two and we're going to make it three minutes. Um, I was hoping with Karrion Cross, him coming back, we've seen the things that don't work with him in WWE, right? He needs Scarlett as a part of the presentation. Very glad that's a piece of it this time. Um, in NXT, especially in the pandemic, to me, it felt like he read like a weird magician. I've seen him on the indies. I think he can really do some great stuff in the ring. Did not like the presentation in NXT. And it didn't feel like um, it fit in NXT at that time. Because that felt like... Black and gold felt like ROH with a budget, right? So, like, magician guy with his incredibly attractive wife didn't, like, fit in in NXT. My whole thing with him in NXT was, like, he should be a main roster guy. And then what they did with him on the main roster... Gah! Awful BDSM Power Ranger presentation was so weird, right? So I thought when he comes to the main roster this time, maybe they'll just make him like a little bit more accessible and way more cool. Promos like this are not for me. I don't think the promo was all that bad, but I just thought we were going to get away from metal band carrying cross presentation <laughs> into something that felt like a little more real, a little more killer cross like he was on the indies, a little more of like. This assassin who's really strong and can kind of take people out. And I did appreciate this promo for at least acknowledging like where he's been and what he's here to do, right? Like that part did translate. I just, I like promos where it feels like people are talking like human beings. And he definitely was like in WWE cadence. Like I just didn't like it. Like I, I like my CM Punks and my Eddie Kingston's and I like, edge that sounds like a person and not house of black edge like i <laughs> i um i i just this isn't my favorite presentation of carry and cross but the promo itself was what it was conveying i think was the right thing to convey i'm just not super into like this version
1: do you think he's trying too hard
0: i think triple h is trying too hard yeah like, you don't think- I, yeah I've seen Karrion and Cross do really cool stuff on the indies. I saw him in GCW doing really cool stuff. He's worked Russell Pro a few times. I think he is a really skilled dude, but I don't think like that this is it for him to resonate with me. That's a matter of taste. I think he's a skilled dude and can do some stuff, but like stuff. I, I like I've seen him do really cool stuff in the ring. I don't know if I've seen it in. WWE main roster ever because his run was so weird because they were I think using him as like a fall for the black and gold brand but um I just I don't know I the the guy that I saw something special with on the indies I don't think translated to NXT and I don't think it's translating to the main roster so I hope it gets there um but so a lot of people really like it so that's awesome but as a matter of taste it's not for me
1: did you feel like that when he first was uh, coming into the NXT world and 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 whatnot? Did you feel that strongly about his character? That it was that gimmicky?
2: Yeah. It sounds. It sounds I, like
1: that's what it sounds like. What you're trying to like really put out there because yeah, I, yeah. it's over the top. It's it's he's being over the top. So like, is it, is that just the part that you don't like?
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think I think it was really hard to come in with that presentation to NXT when it was pandemic era too like to pull that off with no crowd i think is near impossible like i think that's very very tricky but um i don't know i saw him like four or five times on the indies and he was just this machine and i was like that dude's a badass and then when he showed up and in wwe i was like i don't think this is like it for me um but a lot of other people seem to be resonating with it so that's awesome. Let's
1: like, let's let's wait on it a little bit. He's only been back two days or two weeks after you know getting canned for being a you know SM character. Uh yes. And I am, Don't Don't ever reference Power Rangers with that character. Power Rangers are he
2: looked like
0: far too Power amazing
1: Ranger. and iconic to ever call it that. So please Fair. you hurt my feelings.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, but he looked like a red Power Ranger. <laughs> no. uh, he he did. It was Wait weird. a second. First
1: of all, K, okay, this isn't the time or the place for this question, but what kind of Power Rangers are you watching cuz? <laughs>
0: That's why uh, I said Mega Power Ranger. He had the weird red helmet and then he had like this What did you think of the promo, Alex? All right. What did you think of the promo? So
1: I honestly thought that um, he could say less. I would love for him to say less. I agree with you with that, right? Like he just I don't want him talking about the time is coming for me to put this hourglass up your booty. I want to just hear like him just beat the crap out of people. Let Scarlett do some of the talking for him. Like, you know, this is what we're doing. Like she has a nice presentation. Good looking girl. Let her come down to the ring. And if you guys didn't know, like he's. He's an amazing talent in ring. So just yes. go do that. Go go like beat the crap out of everyone. And once in a while say something, but not these long-winded promos like that one. That one felt long-winded. And that whole like looking around the corner at Drew like come on man. Like Drew <laughs> didn't see a camera crew back there and hear him talking.
0: That that's a very very fair point. We got some super chats and hamper chats that are continually coming in and we thank you so much for your support. Louise also just chiming in and agreeing with you, saying that Power Rangers slander will not be tolerated. Um, But we got, I am Hector chiming in via Humper Chat saying, Kate, how dare you wear a tank top? Also, I loved the SmackDown main event. It's the first WWE show I've watched in about eight years. I hated how Vince treated, well, everyone. As much as I love AEW normally, I was happy to see it and not see all the blood. That's fair. Like, I think there's, this weird like myth that the internet decided to create itself. That's completely not true that only WWE or AEW could be successful. And I feel like they're very different products and they can both be successful. So um, it is kind of fun to tune in to see the differences because sports entertainment, despite what Brian Danielson will tell you can be really great when it's great Um, as can pro wrestling. So I think it's fun to have that kind of diversity in the landscape. Like I, I like, Getting different styles of pro wrestling because I don't want to listen to the same genre of music every time I turn on my phone. I don't want to watch the same type of movie every time I go there. Right? Like is supposed to be an art form; it's storytelling. So, give me some variety in that. We got Tom LaValle chiming in, saying, "Happy Annie, Kate. Even with your scandalous bare shoulders, on behalf of the SGS, always great to see fake Alex. He's a terrific co-host too. I I'm very um like." picky choosy with my Alex's. You know what I mean? Because you got Pulowski there and I don't want to I don't want another Alex who's so similar that it feels like someone's trying to compete with Pulowski. because that ain't happening.
1: I'm but an also, Alex from Wish.
0: You are not. You're not. Yeah, <laughs> Alex wish, from wish. Alex. <laughs> How dare you? Don't talk about my co-host like that. That's just rude. We've got the train 24 saying baseball means so much to me. I have a Mets logo tattooed over my heart. I feel you, Kate. Um, but we extremely and humongously sorry to hear that. <laughs> Look, I can say that the Mets have not won in my lifetime by like a few months. And as a Yankee fan, that was always my leverage. But baseball is like, it's the thing I fell in love with before anything else that I love now. Like, it, I don't know. Even why or what it was, I'm sure it was that I was primed for uh, baseball during those those Yankee dynasty years that made it really fun. But it's, it's just the greatest. So um, my dad was only medium into it. And then because I got obsessed with it, he was like, well, I guess I better get into baseball. <laughs> but we got Brent Lachman chiming in on the cross promo saying that cross outfit was so Zardo's, which if you're looking for movie ideas, eh. I don't know what that is. Do you know what Zardo's is?
1: No, I could look that up, though. That's what a good co-host does. Hold on.
0: Look at you. Stop. Well, while you're looking that up, uh, I will talk about this Drew McIntyre promo that I actually really liked. I feel like this version of Drew is the version of Drew that we've been missing for, like, a couple of years now. I really liked him. I actually liked...
1: You don't want to look at it, by the way. I just okay. found it.
0: I yeah. will not. Thank you. Is Sean Connery sci-fi?
1: That's yeah.
0: That's saying. I'm just going to go ahead and skip over that. But uh, Drew basically says that he understands why Cross did what he did and that it made sense. Like, you come back, you want to take out the number one contender. That actually made me like Cross's promo a little bit more. Like, him justifying the behavior or acknowledging it and saying, hey, I get it, like, it makes sense what you did, kind of made me have more of an appreciation for it. But he does say he's gonna send Cross uh, to be knocked out to the cemetery or, um, I'm sorry, knocked out to the hospital, because we say hospital again in that local medical facility, or to the graveyard, which I really, really liked. Like, um, It's cool when a baby face isn't an idiot, right? So he's acknowledging that he understands where the heel is coming.
3: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
2: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: From. So I really, really liked that. And then he says, I'm gonna beat your ass anyway, which Drew McIntyre should do. And then he called Roman out for being absent, said that the island of relevancy isn't a real place, but I have a feeling that's where Sean's been, so I'm not sure. Um, and then we get Scarlet coming out. a titantron that says she is time and famine and war. And I feel like you can't be all of those things. I feel like you get to pick one mythical concept, but I guess she's the Oracle or whatever. So maybe, but, um, I'll tell you what, she is not like an ugly person. I wouldn't say at all. I think she (laughs) she looks great. Um, yeah, like not super for me, but again like something that felt kind of long but i think because it's her first true entrance and actually now that i'm saying it out loud we didn't even get her on the main roster so this is actually like her
1: this is her debut debut. yeah yeah. Yeah, she was never she was never up there yeah by the way shout out to louise uh, if you guys see me laughing and no that's all i gotta say
0: that looks like okay so louise louise posted a picture in our super chat document that's, that's it of Not zardo's right. and a it looks like the karen cross get up and b it kind of looks like peter avalon 15 years from now oh in that I
2: didn't so see
0: that. that is that is why alex is corpsing to my right but um basically we see scarlet provide the distraction and then the usos come out and they beat up drew i think this segment mostly works um, and as we're talking it through, realizing that it was like Scarlet's actual first main roster entrance, I have a little bit more forgiveness for it. So that's good. And it seems like certainly we're setting up for a triple threat or a battle for that number one contendership. But being as this is going to be at Clash at the Castle, I think it's pretty safe to assume Drew is going to be in that main event. So either Karrion Cross is going to get a spot in there right? And we'll have a triple threat, or we will have a high-profile match between Drew and Karrion Cross. before that, which would be great. Um, what did you think of the way that this segment was orchestrated, and what did you think about Scarlet overall?
1: Um, I think that she's a very good-looking lady. Um, yeah. She's going to be using her assets to the fullest, <laughs> um, <laughs> if I say so myself. And uh, she is... Uh, she's a good pairing. Like, she's not just... I I, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but she was just not Lana with Rusev, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. She is so much more involved and so much more um, psychologically uh, involved in the storylines with with him as opposed yeah. to what Lana and Rusev were doing, which was just crap. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I liked
0: it, but it felt... Um. Let, it had less dimension less layers like i right, felt right, right. i actually really liked what she did but i think that um like i liked like i think she did what she did really well it's drastically different and has less depth than this
1: I guess I guess it's just because I seen um, Scarlett and him for uh, for years, just like you in the indies and then come to NXT. And that pairing was so much like it was always a serious matter as opposed to like she wants to go and have an affair with Bobby Lashley and do this and do that. Right. So all of those that turned me off immediately to anything that they were doing as a couple, the marriage and everything was just a lot of joking around as opposed to what Scarlett and 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 Cross have been doing, which is. A lot of psychological warfare the timing the the you're on the clock that's really cool stuff um but yeah so she came out i i loved it i really thought cross was gonna come out uh, from behind again but i love the swerve of having on um, the usas come and attack drew and i thought that maybe the cameraman's mic should have been up a little bit more to pick up and this is just me i, I work in the entertainment industry. Filming, producing and editing. So maybe it was
0: like, WWE could hire you.
1: Yeah, okay. So <laughs> for me, it was like if you would have at least if Kevin Dunn he has control of everything, if he would have just picked up the mic a little bit, that interaction between the Usos and Scarlett would have meant a little bit more for us, the viewers watching from home, because you kind of did not hear her. You kind of made out, you filled up the gaps when she said, Um, funny, uh, you know, cross has the same message for you and walks away. That's why you heard Michael Cole say, "Oh my God, she said this. This is because he had to fill in for her because you couldn't hear her."
0: Yeah, I think commentary has been noticeably better, and I think this is why I was a little more harsh on this episode tonight. Was I don't have any shininess now around things like the show is better paced. The show um, makes more sense logically with how it's structured, nobody's waiting around for entrances, because those were things that are so obvious and should have been happening for literally years. Um I think like that has already worn off for me, because that should be the expectation, and now is the expectation. Well, I still appreciate those things watching a show, I'm like, well, yeah, duh, of course you will do that. I do also want to point out, because it's being pointed out in the chat, and it deserves to be pointed out, for people who aren't familiar with Scarlett, she is an in-ring competitor herself. She's a pretty good wrestler. She was wrestling on impact. like She has in-ring ability too, so I'm hoping that's something we get to see down the line, but she definitely has a really strong presence, which I think is really important and good. And from what you were saying about Lana, I agree with you. What I think of Lana and Rusev, I think back to Bulgarian Brute with her top. And I loved that version of Lana. I thought she was a riot, and I thought because he was so Like, Sirius has a heart attack in the ring. Like, it was a really nice offset of each other.
1: Yeah, early Um, early Rusev-Lana was pretty dope. The tank and all that. That presentation was pretty cool. Coming out of NXT was pretty good, right? It was just once Vince got his hands on that mess, you know. And And I've been, since the whole Vince debacle, I've kind of been, I kind of took a wiper and went and said, let me give this a fresh new take because I've been here with you, Kate on a Friday night where we went over SmackDown in about five minutes. And we yeah. were talking about Rampage, a one hour show with three matches and four segments. And that we talked more about then that we did about a two hour wrestling event.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the other thing I think of why I'm like eh, on it was, I feel like we did see improvement and I'm like, this kind of actually feels like um, more of a, this feels like a strong vent show as opposed to what I know Triple H is capable of. Leonza, Leonza? Leonza Duncan saying, I thought the show was actually good. I'm glad. Like, I want people to enjoy wrestling. I prefer it when people enjoy wrestling. It just wasn't my favorite episode. Um,
1: You're a tough so. critic, and you and you, you deserve to be because you've been putting up a crap. I've only when you invited me over. Ah, oh, there you go. When you invited me over to the show, I started watching SmackDown. <laughs> other well, than that I was not so there I was like go. in that rut with you after watching it
0: and again like the shininess wore off quickly for me things I did appreciate about this episode wasn't rematch city right like that's all great stuff but again these are things that should be standards that I am kind of like you know yeah of course we're doing that you don't get credit for that for like that many I call
1: this WWE 2.0 so
0: well don't do that because buddy NXT 2.0 is not great Yeah, you better love my negativity, Ellie. Come on. Uh, (laughs) So after this, um, which I I thought was a well-orchestrated segment fundamentally too, like what happened all made sense, right? And I am all for things making sense in the wrestling world. If you're going to create rules, you better follow them. We get less of that in the second half of the show, but um, we got a nice video package for the IC title showing the lineage, making mid-card titles feel important again. Yes, this is the stuff we've been asking for. I know I just said like the fundamentals are pretty basic and we should come to expect them, but it's really nice for them to be making statements like this with video packages like we saw for the US title on Raw that says, hey, we're going to start treating this with respect moving forward in this era because as we know, they were just a means to an end and they weren't defended on pay-per-views. And it's kind of like, well, if you don't have a strong mid-card title, you don't really have a strong mid-card because you sacrifice the whole roster at behest of the main title picture, right? So um I really liked this video package. The only thing I didn't like was I really liked the look of the old Intercontinental title belts, and I was like, oh, I wish, I wish we got that aesthetic over this one a little bit more, but Loved the video package. How are you feeling about the icy title video? package? You like package the white and-
1: one? Is that what you're trying to say? The yeah, white yeah, one, yeah, the yeah. original Shawn Michaels it. white title that you know Cody, Cody brought Brahmat. that title yeah. in. You know that, right? So yes, you know um, now that he's back Brock. in the good graces of of the world. Um, I thought that um, the fact that they the the segments are bringing back so much. Like feels like feels like as soon as I heard the little like the intercontinental title, you know, I was like, wait a second. I turned over and I started watch. I paid attention because it was just like they're really putting a lot of time and effort into making these matches for these titles feel special. Granted, we don't have a world champion right now. We kind of we're kind of in this like weird state where he's not going to be in at every show so we have to push these titles oh hold on
0: hi sean great to see you what is this bull at least send in enough super chats to cover the pay for these jobbers it's true sean did bump my hosting pay so please get in those super chats please get in those humper chats. please leave a thumbs up on this video or sean is gonna he's gonna ground me i'm gonna get grounded and it's gonna be so sad uh, <laughs> but we would appreciate if you guys want to talk about anything in particular. But I'm asking for you guys to send in super chats and humper chats and also telling you I didn't like very much on either show tonight. So I don't know what to tell you. But uh, if you guys
1: disagree with her, send in those humper chats and super chats and let her know how much you disagree. And if you agree, just kind of let us know as well, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I'll find a way to bring up smart mark and we'll we'll get those chats through the roof. But Henry TKC chiming in saying, Happy anniversary in the game, Kate. Well, thank you so much. Um, Luis also pointed out Sean's chat with the header. Ah, shit, Sean's here, which I just always appreciate about that. But uh, Matthew Plus, my arch nemesis, saying Katie shows skin and Sean Bucks her pay. I got a pay bump before my Tuesday night reveal that I had shoulders. I guess nobody knew I had shoulders before that, but I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> Jake Salazar saying, hey, Sean, how about you stop getting worked by wrestlers and dropping out to them? It's true. Um, Sean, Sean basically just like gets a rumor and runs with it. He doesn't at all consider if he's being worked and he definitely doesn't verify sources. So just kidding. Only the most reliable and best breaking news in the business on FightfulSelect.com. So we appreciate you guys. Continue to get those super chats in. Continue to get those humper chats in. Roy Zane watching some to says, watch some Tokyo Joshi on Russell Universe. We do not promote that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um moving along, we've got Sami Zayn shenanigans coming in. Orion Ben saying, Sami Zayn, <laughs> Sammy Zane Appreciation Society stand up. Um yeah, Sami Zayn is just a national treasure. I think we know that. Um we see Sammy just continuing his relationship with the Usos and continuing to see it get fragmented. Um, Sammy apologized to the Usos, uh, and we see Drew come in and beat their asses. So, uh, <laughs> that's essentially what happens backstage. Um, Sammy's apologizing for last week. And uh, as this fragmented relationship continues, which we'll discover more later later, uh, Drew just comes in and, and continues to destroy them. Not a ton to say here, except that Sami Zayn continues to be a national treasure and we love it.
1: Yeah. Other than seeing him on TV, right? I'm kind of trying to figure out what's the payoff, but I'll, I'll, I'll run with it.
0: I want it so bad to be the only person that's there for Sammy when he realizes that he's being used. It's Kevin Owens and they dethrone the Usos. And they have the tag run because they both deserve to have titles, damn it. But I don't know. Kevin Owens' promo on Raw makes me think that maybe there's something even bigger in store for him. Which I I would not mind. (laughs) Matthew, have saying, show some skin fake Alex and I'll send a super chat. (laughs) Guys, Sean made it very clear. If you're going to harass us, you have to send in money to do it. So that's what's up. But we move along to the Viking Raiders. And the New Day. Some things I liked, some things I didn't like. One, this was supposed to be a match and it wasn't. Two, <laughs> the Viking Raiders come out and they get jumped by the New Day with kendo sticks. This I liked because it was baby faces now looking like idiots. I really like it when baby faces look smart. They know the Viking Raiders are bigger than them and stronger than them and keep beating them up every week. I really liked that um, they came at them with a weapon surprise to them and tried to beat their asses. Now, doesn't turn out so well because Ivar delivers a splash off the barricade. Pretty nasty. Um they are new. They are vicious. They're the new vicious Viking Raiders. So I guess this feud is continuing. I don't need a ton of it. Like I don't I don't need this to continue because I feel like it was kind of lost from the beginning a little bit, but I appreciate what i saw in front of me at least because what was in front of me made sense and the new day didn't look super weak in the process they looked like they were smart and they looked kind of strong they still got their asses kicked which makes sense i guess but um what did you think of this little segment
1: yeah yeah you know we've been complaining about rematches and people getting beat up for the last couple months you know like over and over like the same crap over and over again. yeah, it's cool that they they're progressing their violence towards these big two dudes that eat turkey legs and whatnot, you know, like <laughs> so. But give me I'm, I'm all about the payoff, right? I'm all about the finish. Tell me where this is going. What are they going to do? Is it just another match where maybe they beat the crap out of each other with... All kinds of weapons and they were like you know a viking match i don't know i hope that it's not something gimmicky dear god but um yeah it's time to move on let's let's figure something out here plus you know these two guys they deserve to be in some prominent storylines especially now with the new regime on on board i think that they deserve to be you know less gimmicky dancing and just have that viciousness towards another group and not the usos because that's over with too
0: yeah i agree well we've done something awesome in my opinion which is we've turned the thirst from being about my shoulders to being about you matthew skit matthew plus wants you to show more skin tom valley saying alex shows skin <laughs> equals keep talking and take my money i love you guys you're so much fun um can't take get- my shirt
1: off guys pg
0: we it is it's true we don't want to be too sexy for YouTube, that would be ridiculous. But we did get a chat related to the programming, which is wild from Ryan Lambert saying, first time watching SmackDown since the first month on Fox, apart from the main event, it wasn't a good show. I'll give WWE a chance in a few more years. Well, Ryan, we'll see you around the bend. Um, yeah, I I was in the same boat, but I also have optimism because we are seeing some, Mark's improvements, I feel like Raw has gotten much better, so I'm hoping that makes its way over to SmackDown, and things like the IC title package being good, not having rematches is good. I just want to see more progress Progress with it.
1: By the way, <laughs> Alex what figured, is happening? Yeah.
0: <laughs> he figured out the blow-off to the Viking Raiders. There the it New is. Day, a Scandinavian
1: the blow-off match. to a stupid three-week segment where they just beat the hell out of each other. We're turkey drumsticks. (laughs) Like, come on, guys.
0: A reminder Alex will be live on Fightful Select, being closer to me and angrier than Positive Alex over here. Um, (laughs) Roy (laughs) Zhang saying, Chill, your inner porn accountant, Alex. If you're not watching the Tuesday night show, that's an inside joke over there. I need to watch it. I apologize, guys.
1: I wish I could tell you about my schedule, but that's for another day.
0: We're muting you, we're moving along. But we'll unmute you when you go watch the Tuesday show, Alex. Um, I can't wait
1: for Tuesdays. It's my favorite night of the week.
0: There you go. You put, you put over the other Alex, sir. You put over OG Alex. All day. But we got the return of another. Well, a, a tactic We got another return and hit row. It was the squashiest squash of all squashes. But uh it happened and Fab is here along with hit row which i think a lot of people were very excited about um it was like i'm excited hit row is back we got a post match promo that i thought was good it reminded us who hit row was they did their dual finisher which was called the heavy hitter i think um which was pretty cool the match wasn't like a thing but the match wasn't the point right it was two local yokels as a tag team showing up for this spot and, and the return of hit row. I am curious. And I mean this sincerely. I don't mean this like I'm curious to see, I'm genuinely, I'm curious to see what hit row looks like without swerve. My whole like thing about hit row was like their leader is super cool. I love swerve. I felt like hit row needed swerve more than swerve needed hit row, which is not usually how stables work. I think a lot of the times like, well, maybe that's not true. A lot of times the leaders of a stable, I guess, can function independently, but to me, Hit Row was like a major thing that felt like it was swerves to lose, essentially, and now without him there, I'm interested to see how this works. I think having B-Fab back is helpful. She wasn't like the furthest along in the ring in NXT, but her presence, I think, added a lot to the act of Hit Row. So, (laughs) Alex also tried in saying, Hit Row! uh but yeah i mean triple h continues to get the the black and gold band back together here right i think he's definitely bringing back people that didn't have a legitimate shot on the main roster like a carrying cross like hit row um and seeing what he can do with the people that he saw potential and that he cultivated that he raised so i think it's really cool i think it's just a little tricky without swerve but they have a lot of options they can see how they function on their own they could bring up carmelo hayes he was already tweeting little nods about that which could be fun but he already has trick williams so we'll see what happens but overall i think people are excited for the return what did you think
1: well you know they kind of threw something out there if you notice the the three ogs you know like they made it very well known that they're the ones they're the original crew you know um kind of sounds you know like they move. They've already moved on with Alsvord, sort of, which is fine. Whatever. Um, I we spoke off air about this, about you know how people are starting to come back like crazy, and eventually people will get lost in the comeback shuffle. Um, yes. Particularly, we were talking about Braybacks, you know, behind the scenes, but we'll talk about that later on. But th- a group like this, uh, I I I see them, you know, mark it down today, August twelfth at eleven fifty seven p.m. Eastern time they will get lost in the shuffle i feel like they specifically it's cool yay they're back but as he continues to to you know bring in his kids that he lost (laughs) um (laughs) eventually like what what are you going to do you you still have a roster full of 213 other wrestlers yeah okay so something's gonna have to give i understand that he's bringing the people that you know he brought up but i don't know i don't i it's cool fine with me but i feel like they might be the ones unless they they fall right into big storylines right away they could be used as filler
3: yeah
0: i think the one thing that might be working in their advantage is it seems like the tag division is starting to slowly rebuild so them being a tag act is something that might be really helpful here also the most important thing on the show has been a stable right so if they do choose to have like a head of the table to go up against the bloodline that could end up being a really fun story well, especially but... if you're
1: breaking apart the uh the street profits yeah you know? so if you're true, gonna be someone... breaking if you're breaking them apart then you're gonna need to have these two fella jump in and, and beat the hell out of the new day so that we don't have to see the vikings beat them up with drumsticks <laughs>
0: We'll see, too, if they decide to do the drafts earlier than later to kind of shuffle things up again. Who knows what could happen? But I do think it just depends on if tag team wrestling is something that's going to matter in WWE again. But I can understand your concern, certainly.
1: And another like, woman of color.
0: Yes. Thank goodness. Now, that's a little tricky because b I don't know if her being used in the ring specifically is the best use of her, but we do have one black woman on the entire women's roster, on the main roster. So I think that might change at the end of this tag tournament. I
1: wonder well, what you know that I don't.
0: Oh, I don't know anything. Let me be very clear. She, guys,
1: I she's an insider. I don't know anything. what you guys are talking no. about. People I've do seen that her all phone. Time. We had coffee one time. Oh, my
2: goodness. It was
1: blasting. Okay. It's
2: not blasting. I was like,
1: who's that? And, like, she covered it over, and I saw someone's name who a week later showed up at AEW. I was like, you know it all.
0: I know this much. I'll say something stupid online when people will be like, did Sean tell you that? And I'm like, Sean doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> if I ask, maybe Sean will tell me something. But the only time I've ever known a major story was because it broke three minutes before I was doing this show with him, basically. It didn't break. He found out it was down the pike, and it was Cody leaving. <laughs> so the only reason I had an inkling of that was Sean was getting texted at like 10, 10- 57 or whatever. But so we'll see what happens with Hit Row. Um, You know, I feel like they were probably looking for Swerve and they were like, we can't find this guy. I've been searching the internet and his IP address is just nowhere to be found around here. Like, this guy must just be using the best VPN in the game. So Swerve, if you get a sponsorship out of this, you're welcome, buddy. But if he was using a VPN, it would probably be Nord.
3: NordVPN.com slash fightful is great. How great? How about this? You're going to save money on it if you buy as many pay-per-views as I do. And I buy a lot, man. I'm not going to say what kind. That's for you to determine. But I got a great deal with NordVPN. Used it before they even worked with us. Got 70% off my deal. Got an additional month free, 30-day money-back guarantee. Works on all my devices. I have it on this computer. I have it on this phone. I have it on the router that's sitting right over there. The TV that's up against the wall. The laptop that's downstairs. It's on all those devices, and it works on all those. And I can do that and have online threat protection, avoiding pop-up ads, malware, all that stuff. Online trackers. But... You can change your virtual location with just one click with nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Subscribe to services overseas or get those pay-per-views at the international rate. Check it out, nordvpn.com slash Fightful.
0: So there you go. If you've been searching for Swerve, you can't find him because he's probably using Nord VPN. We got Brent Lachman chiming in saying, crying into my Cinnabon about Takeshta heading back, but what a freaking rung we had. I was going to save that for AEW, but it popped me right away, so I thought I would read it. Takeshda and Cinnabon is my favorite story in wrestling right up there with Ricky Starks and Hobbs. It's the best, but um, he'll be back. He'll be back we got some more Super Chats and Humper Chats coming in. Thank you guys so much for your support. We appreciate you. Joey Bag of Donuts saying, Yo, listen, Kate is the best and I like beer. Can't believe it's been one year. Oh, I'm going to stop my pathetic pretend rapping. Alex is cool with her. her. Her and he hangs. Kate gets all her power. From her banks. Sorry, there was a typo in there. But I appreciate your Max Caster wrap, Joey Back of Donuts. He and I are gonna be in a long football season, guys. It's gotta be really, really, really long. Really long for Steelers fans. Drew Nicholas chiming in saying, Okay, money for you, and you don't have to show skin for it because I love you guys. Thank you, Drew. Chiming in to be a humper chat with a like very sizable donation. We love Drew. Drew is one of the kindest, most wonderful people out there on the internet. So he is the best. We love him. Um Smiley Girl at 814. Hi, Dawn. Chiming in saying, Happy that I can donate here. And there's no way Alex can be By the way, can
1: I just say happy birthday? Can I, can I get a happy birthday in the chat for Dawn? Course, it's her birthday, birthday. So huge birthday. Happy birthday, Dawn. Thank you for always supporting me in every everything that I do. And I'm super happy that you're here on at Fightful. She's part of Fightful Select as well. So yeah, I'm I'm bringing in people. We loved
0: on. That's awesome. Um, JW Pringle asking, is it just me or was the crowd a little lackluster during the Hit Row post-match promo? Um, It's very possible. I think what's tricky is, like, with these ones that never got a fair shot, I think that um, people might not necessarily know who Hit Row is because they were on the main roster for, like, a hot dog. I was going to say a hot dog and a handshake. Not that stereotypical wrestling phrase for a cup of coffee. That stereotypical wrestling phrase is what I was going for. But um happy birthday, Don. Uh I think that might have been part of it, is like some people probably just literally didn't know who Hit Row was. And then there were times where the audio just I felt like felt weird to your point earlier, like the audio wasn't really picking up, like maybe mics weren't as high or hot as they normally are. So Trevor L is in the chat and he said that he was there and it wasn't that bad. So Um, It might have just been like a little bit funky in how it read on TV. But we move along to what I thought is one of the most creatively tone deaf segments I've ever seen in my life. And um, it's unfortunate because I actually thought this was a better version of Ronda Rousey than we've seen. She shows up, she was suspended, of course, for beating the ass of a referee after what happened with her and Liv where Ronda actually did win the match. She seems to be leaning heel, or at least way more of, like, a badass face than she was, which I appreciate. I actually really liked a lot of the things that she had to say. She dumps out a bunch of money to pay her fine on the table where the contract signing between Liv and Shayna Baszler is about to happen, and I thought all of that was great. Here's the problem. The barrier to get there is that a suspended talent got into the building, passed everyone, grabbed a microphone, and cut a promo, with not a single security guard in sight until, like, after she was done talking, basically.
1: Yeah, Dexter Loomis is getting f- freaking dragged out of the arena on Monday night. For sitting Give in the audience. He didn't people. even jump
0: the rail. <laughs> if you had shown me Ronda Rousey beating people's ass on the way to the ring, that might have been different. If you had shown me Ronda Rousey breaking, Ronda Rousey breaking into uh the building, like that might've made sense. But what you told me is that a suspended talent to pay her fine, drops stacks on a table and (laughs) gets to just deliver a promo. However, I do think that um, this was a much better version of Ronda Rousey. The things that worked about her the first time around, I think was like the sauce that made this. And then I loved what happened when she was exiting? It made me wish this whole promo was just the part that happened when she was exiting. She and Shayna Baszler, who's coming out for her contract signing, have an exchange, and she says, You know, you used to be a killer. After Shayna says, uh, What are you doing? You do things right around here and you get rewarded. I have been begging for Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey to have a feud. The story is right there. It makes so much sense. I think in ring, it would be so great. It would be something we haven't really seen in a really long time, maybe ever. Um, And I loved their interaction because there was sincerity there and everything made sense. I just, and I thought the promo was not that bad, but everything to get there made absolutely no wrestling sense. And that bummed me out. What did you think of Ronda Rousey's performance in this? And then what did you think about the context that it was wrapped in?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Like, you know, it was kind of weird just seeing her jump into the ring and and do her whole spiel. I do see that whole Shayna Baszler thing going down between them. And I do see that uh, the Vince McMahon, Ronda Rousey, yeah, he was trying to say that she was a badass and all this stuff, but she was toned down. She was very much toned down with the stupid jokes she was making and whatever with Natty or against Natty. But the Triple H version of what we're about to see with Ronda. Is going to be the badass Ronda. And the only way that you're going to get to a Shayna and Ronda match is by Ronda having to be a mean son of a bitch and yeah. going after Shayna. And this is going to be a, a fight of all fights because they have to prove it. They're both UFC fighters. This cannot just be a slapstick match, right? This has to be like bare knuckle. So it's going to be cool if they go that way. If they go that way so hopefully they planted the seed there with them too like when when you just said there when she was leaving the uh the arena
0: yeah i think that could be so much fun i don't know if ronda comes back to cost shayna her match with Liv. i really want it to be shayna for the the title and i i hate to do that because i feel like everybody's waited for so long for Liv to get to this point but i just i'm just like a big shayna stand like i love shayna i think her NXT run was so impressive and so incredible and Triple H knows exactly how to make her a star and I hope she gets that opportunity whether it's She Gina is Max because Liv, Liv is that. Or, yeah, Liv like, is that yeah. middle ahead.
1: person. No, no, yeah, Liv is that like middle person. So I agree with you.
0: Yeah, I just think it could I feel like Shayna could do a lot of really great things for the division, not that Liv can't, but that I think right now is just where my preferences lie. Uh, rick sanchez said can you voice your opinion in here without getting banned yeah just don't be an asshole in the process so if our mods have a problem with you that's probably on you because they don't just ban people willy-nilly i'm the harshest moderator around here to be honest so
1: i have bad things to say about a person that's called mark smart so yeah
0: (laughs) and we mute you we don't even ban you so But we move along to Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler's contract signing. Uh, Ricardo said, remember a couple years ago, Shayna beat everyone in the Elimination Chamber? Petron Farber members. The bots are back. Thank you, Ricardo. And thank you, bots, for always spicing up our Friday evenings, you disgusting little weirdos. Um, So, and thank you to our moderators for killing them. Um, I... God, this is so tough because I don't want to cut Liv's legs out from under her, but I'm so anxious to see a a Shayna title reign. Um, But I actually thought this contract signing was better than a lot of contract signings go. I said jokingly on Twitter, if I was a wrestler and I needed to sign a contract, I would simply have my lawyer fax it over. I'm not going to the middle of the ring and signing anything. They never end well. Um, But the promos here I thought were really, really good. I think we saw... Shayna say that Liv is basically an easy target with that injured arm, and Liv calls Shayna a bootleg Ronda Rousey, which of course gets under her skin, and she says, "Not only are you a bootleg Ronda Rousey, I beat Ronda Rousey twice, girl, so I really, really liked it." A couple of issues. There's still you tapped out chance from Liv because of the way that ending was booked, which was really, really bad. Um, But ultimately, this ends with Liv delivering a bulldog to Shayna through the table, which I thought looked good. this is good. This is like an appropriate build out to a title match. Like I thought this segment worked really well. And I'm just so happy to see Shayna Baszler, A, getting TV time and B, presenting herself the way that she wants to be presented, I think, rather than this like overly produced version of one of like the coolest, rawest wrestlers in the game, right? Like it it feels so much more organic. I thought her promo was really good here. Uh, What did you think of the contract signing segment itself?
1: Yeah, I think it's good. I think it was really good. I think that what what's going to happen here is that you want to build. Um, if you are building for a, a live um, drop of the title, uh, you want to build live as much as you can uh, to be a viable champion so that when she does lose it, you felt that her title reign was actually worthy, that she did her job and that she um, could potentially down the line go back and get that title match that she deserves again if now that triple h is back in charge do we reinstate the 30-day clause you know that you got 30 days to to have a title match again but i think it'll be cool you have to build her up so once she drops that belt um we think that she was worthy of it she wasn't just a transitional champion that she kept it for whatever long she needed for and then boohoo now we move it over to shayna for for instance
0: Yeah, and I think that's an uphill battle, unfortunately, because we did see her actually lose, right? Like, I think it's hard to make her look like a credible champion right now. So that's tricky, but um, I hope they do it because people have really, really been into Liv Morgan for a long time, and they're very into this title reign. So depending on how they try to book it, I just hope that Liv comes out better for it in the end. But we move along to another really dumb creative decision, (laughs) Drew McIntyre versus the Usos and what was a tag team match, but Drew didn't have a tag team partner until halfway through the match when Matt Cat Moss runs down. Um, this made absolutely no ever loving sense. I don't understand why this wasn't just a tag match beforehand. You did multiple segments with Drew. You could have had him just go find a friend. He's threatening to beat everybody's asses anyway. I think it would have been really fun to have Drew and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Maybe they didn't want to go there yet. But Sammy could be like, he was kicking my ass all over the locker room. I didn't have a choice or something. Or give us 20 seconds of Drew McIntyre and Mad Cat Moss having an interaction and saying, I hate those guys. And just have this be a regular tag match from the beginning. The work rate in this match is very, very high. And again, as smart as Drew looked before, I feel like they made him look dumb here. You have like double champions, ultra mega double champs, um, taking on one dude. That's stupid find one friend that's all it takes um, and then on top of this you have your your ultra mega double champions losing and getting pinned. I think that is bad wrestling booking to have your champions losing on free TV it makes no sense but uh yeah we had a Sami Zayn distraction in here but ultimately drew wins with the Claymore kick. I I think everybody involved in this is impressive in the ring. Alex will be talking about this on Fightful Select and he is still furious over this. I'm not furious because I think I've just gone like numb, but um, you would hope things that we saw and the early, oh, I mean, it's still early, but like the earliest days of the Triple H stuff was we had a lot more in-ring action on television and two and three hour shows. And we had things that made sense like champions winning again. And then today I feel like the ratio of actual in-ring action went way back and then on top of that we had dumb things like this happening again what did you think of the match and what did you think of the booking
1: yeah so it was weird i i don't know what they were thinking when they did this i my only opinion could be or thought would be that um they gotta continue to build uh drew mcintyre so that he can look strong because he will be losing at uh clash of the castle is that what it's called yeah so, That's you know, idea. yeah. Clash so, we're
0: calling it around here. Yeah,
1: the clash roll. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> he's definitely, you have to make him look strong. So, what other way do you make him look strong? He takes on the bloodline yet again and defeats them all by himself, making him look strong. Two things here. Glad the sword's gone. That was a Vince McMahon gimmick. Hopefully, he doesn't bring it with him to the clash roll. Um, and number two, I I hate Drew McIntyre so much because he's so boring to me. Again, um, if you guys have been here in my fightful career, You've known that his in-ring ability is insane, yeah. matched to no one. But God, is he so freaking corny on the mic? I can live See, without him. See, I feel like talking. the
0: past couple weeks it's been good. No, though. he's
1: been even cornier now because they're letting him be more like his corny self.
0: No, you stop.
1: I need it. him to go out there and be like oh, he's I will going out kill there you. and
0: saying, "I get white." He oh. said he was gonna put Carrie and Cross in the hospital wow. or a grave. He says that all the time.
1: Oh, well, where are they? He North Carolina. He was talking about How mother. are you? Oh, look at me. I'm gonna kill the bloodline again. And then he, he said just way
0: more British than yeah, Irish. Guys, I Yeah,
1: sorry guys. I feel
0: like this is way more authentic than my mom's spirit has invaded my sword and I cut a top rope and Pyro goes well, on. Well,
1: I've already mentioned that I'm happy about that, but that. He
0: muted. Ah, <laughs> uh, the young grasshopper of Sean Ross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have I'm just Sour gonna Alex. Pout the rest of the show. I was gonna say we have Sour Alex and Pouty Alex. Um <laughs> okay, so we have a segment that I really liked. There's something I really liked on the show. Los Lotharios meets the maximum male models. I think this is the perfect inaugural feud. Um, Alex OG, and now Luis is pointing out in the chat too, Santos Escobar has been kicking around NXT for a while. Um, And while it would be awesome to see the entire stable of Legato Del Fantasma come up, I think that There's a real opportunity to pair Santos Escobar with Los Lotharios and have an incredible, incredible, incredible stable there. OG Alex said it and I completely agree, but subscribe to Fightful Select to hear more awesome booking ideas like that Um, and join us for Sour Graps, of course. But I think that's a really, really good call and when you have like, two guys and a figurehead and two guys and a figurehead. Like that could be a really, really fun thing, especially because Max Dupree can wrestle and Santos Escobar is absolutely unbelievable. So I think that would be a really, really fun call, but I just think like the coolest, most handsome guys on the main roster and the maximum male model sweeps in. That's like the perfect feud to kick this off. And we're seeing more development in the tag team division, which is something that I think is awesome. What did you think of this segment?
1: Yeah. Um, well, you, one thing that you see is that I think uh, Max uh, will be returning back to his old self again, back in the ring and wrestling. I feel like that's where that's headed. Um, I, I, you know, I'm part of FIFO Select, so there's a lot of good stuff on there. If you guys are missing out, um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so- uh, I, I, I never liked the gimmick with Massey and 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 old dude I, I i want them i don't know that didn't do it for me sorry
0: it's maybe swap, i was be i sure. was
1: so optimistic about the show and every day i was really happy but damn this every time i see this poor well, segment like
0: opposites i like well here's the thing i like where it's
1: you hate gimmicks but you love this gimmick i don't understand i don't
0: love this gimmick i'm relieved and i like that this is where it's going like if i could scrap the whole thing i think i would yeah but i think max dupree is like the only person that can make it work and i think it going in this direction is a positive thing like if this is the chess piece you're giving me i'm glad it's moving in this direction so i don't i'm not like this is my favorite thing on the show by any means but i think if you're gonna do it this is a great way to to roll out what they're
1: doing i guess i see i mean we'll see there was there's times that i feel it's funny and and cool like the pure water commercial was pretty funny to me but, that was
0: the first thing that I like fully yeah, liked. I yes,
1: think. yes, but I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not happy with it. And monsoor the poor dude, his presentation was so big overseas, and now he's just ugh, Mansoir. Sorry.
0: Yeah, it's
1: Monsua. <laughs> Shout out to Hales who just laughed at me for saying returning <laughs> to his old self.
0: Fair enough. So we got a ricochet interview. Which was fine. Um it's nice to hear him speaking like a person, which is good. I don't think he was saying a whole heck of a lot. And then it gets beat down by Baron Corbin. So I think that's continuing. If you have anything you want to weigh in on, feel free to. So no. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was just kind of there. Like
1: why? But yeah. Well, okay. Ricochet's
0: on my TV, I'll take it, right? Yeah. Like I think that
1: he, he, he got his he went down hard.
0: He did go down hard. Yeah. that that that
1: did not look like it was and i'm pretty sure ricochet said lay it on me oh he's he's that dude yeah
0: he is that dude for sure so we move along to our ic title match gunther versus shinsuke nakamura this was fantastic i loved this uh i the story to get here wasn't perfect, but it was good. Gunther is somebody that's translated from NXT to the main roster very well. He feels like an important champion. He's winning matches. A lot of good wrestling fundamentals here, but a lot of really, really fun stuff in this. I had a blast watching it. And a clothesline from Gunther that just absolutely turned Shinsuke inside out in this. The fact that this guy can deliver a double dropkick, a double missile drop kick of all types of drop kicks uh, <laughs> at all considering his size much less as well as he does is super impressive there's a really fun knee to the face that almost sold me a ticket here with Shinsuke like I obviously knew there was gonna win but there was a moment there where like his knee to the head was like a really really great spot and not something he normally goes home on but I was like is he gonna sneak a win here because the Triple H era, man. Anything can happen, but I just thought that was super fun. Ultimately, you know, we see a lot of the usual stuff, then crazy hard-hitting chops, all of that deliciousness, but ends up with a powerbomb putting Shinsuke away for the victory. Uh, this match was a whole bunch of fun. Another match that got a bunch of time, which was really refreshing to see. We saw that the IC title is going to feel important from the video package earlier in the night. I loved this. What did you think of this match?
1: I think that Walter's overrated and corny. <gasps> just, just, just <laughs> so I'm kidding.
0: No, that nerd who asked if you're allowed to have a title around, uh, an opinion around here without getting banned, I take it all back. Nope.
1: No, I thought. Listen, that match was hard. That is old school Shin, Shinsuke. By the way,
0: yes, it was.
1: <laughs> that was old school Shinsuke. Number one, uh, Gunther did that dr- drop kick to the back where it looked like shinsuke's teeth came out of his head all right <laughs> that was insane um the spot where he was trying to give him an arm bar on the top rope that uh, shinsuke went down towards uh the outside in the corner um that was insane uh it looked like shinsuke kind of was slipping a little bit gunther likes to sweat a lot and uh <laughs> and um well, they, whether he likes to
0: or not he does so yeah
1: they made it they made it work they didn't slip up these two killed each other they went to war and i'd like to see maybe a shinsuke gunther part 2 down the down the line for in a bigger like an on a pay-per-view or what is it called primetime event now i don't even know um, premium
0: live yeah event.
1: premium live event
2: <laughs>
0: see them
1: on a on a big stage where they can perform and beat the living crap out of each other you know in that way but i think shinsuke's back the real shinsuke what you got you, what was that? You, you got me people, good, Alex. You,
0: yes. you sold people a ticket when you called him uh, when you called him corny. So uh, I'm, I'm a nineties yeah, kid.
1: Corny's a good word.
0: <laughs> oh, I like corny. Uh, Nakamura looked motivated tonight. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, If you subscribe to 5 Full Select, you can learn a little bit about what the Triple H era is doing for uh, for morale backstage and all sorts of delicious stuff. It starts
1: at just $5, guys. You guys spend way more on coffee daily than you would for $5 a month.
0: Guys, you can go on Twitter and you can read the fake versions of everything Sean puts out there. Or you can spend $5 a month, okay? Just get straight from the source, get the most detail, get the most breaking news. Uh, It's a great value. And when you're doing things like saving 70% on your VPN from NordVPN, like why wouldn't you? Like you have so much extra money now. Um, So I would just like, I don't know, maybe subscribe to Fightful Plus Select and be cool. We also, I should put this over. We have anniversary billing now too, which is really, 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 really good. Um, There used to be a thing where it would charge you at the beginning of the month. So if you subscribed at the end of the month, like, I don't know if CM Punk was coming oh, back yeah. the middle or end of a month, you would then get charged at the beginning of the month again, which was so not fun. Um, but now we have anniversary billing, so everything makes a little bit more sense there. It's actually helping us boost our numbers because there were people who were annoyed, like yeah. I subscribed, and then I got charged again two days later. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, ladies and gentlemen, but
1: five dollars. None five, of the corny
0: five, eh, you get some I'm
1: Cinco dollars and you I'm, get K Kate- uh, and That's Alex OG for. Alex behind the <laughs> best paywall you could ever find. Okay.
0: There you go. And don't Do break the paywall, don't screenshot stuff. But oh yeah, subscribe dude. to Fightful Select, get in your super chats, get in your Humper Chats as we flip into AEW Rampage. We appreciate you guys so much. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. You can also I always forget about Twitch. You can go to twitch.tv backslash fightful gaming and send us your bits, baby. We will take your money anyway that you want to give it to us within legal limits, but.
1: Send me those big old bitties.
0: That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's 1226, guys, Eastern, all right? This is now SmackDown AEW Rampage After Dark. It's officially my university. Yay! Been here, you. you. Also, Feel free to join Alex on Sour Graps and myself. I'm sure I'll pop in over there. Um, <laughs> Jake Neal chime in saying, pay $5 or Alex calls you corny. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. <sighs> you guys rule. So we've got some more Super Chats about Takeshita. Um Robert Yamgata saying, Saying goodbye to my Japanese brother, uh Takeshi, who will be going back to Japan. A Cinnabon, salute to you, sir. It's so funny. Like, it's kind of like Kojima with his bread. Like, it's so much fun. Like they just have these like relationships with their carbohydrate of choice, and you would never know it looking at him. But let's talk about Takeshta real quick. A wildly successful run in America. He's going back to Japan um to I think either finish out his contract and or his appearances that he already had booked before he came here, but great match against Mox, an incredible match against Claudio at Battle of the Belts. Like we got to see this guy. I wasn't that familiar with him before he came over, but man, some really, really impressive work, incredibly versatile, like a guy who throws a German suplex like that and can do like counter stuff with a hurricane Rana the way he can is unreal. So I think it was super, 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 super impressive. What did you think of Takeshita's run while he was here?
1: Ah, oh, man, I've to be completely and utterly honest, I had no idea who he was until he showed up on my television. I think a lot um, of
0: people didn't. Yeah. He like-
1: is, and you know, I mean, physical, he is athletic as hell. Um, and I hope that we see him, you know, around a lot more often after, you know, whatever he's doing because I, I've, he's fresh. You know, we have a lot of names that have been running around the circuits and sure. all these wrestling organizations, but to see someone like that, man, I would 100% great freaking in-ring performer, man.
0: Yeah, he has been an absolute just joy to watch. So, 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 so skilled, And I love him like he loves Cinnabon. That's all I'll say. But oh boy, Rampage was a real mixed, mixed bag for me, Alex. I don't know what to tell you, but I loved the way it started off. It's kind of funny because SmackDown essentially started off with in-ring action and today we opened with a promo on Rampage. Normally it's flipped around so I actually thought this was a whole bunch of fun. Nice to hear Brian Danielson back and talking to us. Um, this whole thing is a great example of like face and heel stuff not mattering that much. Like I feel like Blackpool Combat Club has been a mixed bag and it's just basically who you're booked against. Um, But Danielson and Garcia, it's been very clear. I think Danielson coming back from injury was going to be playing face no matter who he was against because people are just so glad he's back. And Daniel Garcia has been a phenomenal opponent. But Danielson opens with a promo saying that he just will never willingly retire. He's going to have to be forced out of that ring, which uh, is kind of a true thing, right? We saw him fight like hell to come back from the injuries that he did have. I just really loved how sincere this all felt. Um, And then we got Daniel Hat Garcia, which is just my favorite look of his, coming down to the ring saying that Danielson is his hero and it hurts when he leaves and comes back so much, essentially, and that uh, he's going to hurt him for good because he can't handle what it does to his heart, essentially. So I really liked that. And then Danielson says... He has been so impressed by Garcia, and he doesn't understand why he's mired in all of this sports entertainment stable crap. He saw his Iron Man match, which was against Wheeler Utah, I believe, uh, go 60 minutes in front of 250 people, and it was some of the best technical wrestling he's ever seen. So, all of you that were whining about having a Google manslaughter, you're gonna have to go back and Google that match. It was fantastic; definitely worth checking out. Uh I loved this opener because there were so many real points to it. And if this is the beginning of the Blackpool Combat Club poaching Daniel Garcia from the Jericho Appreciation Society, which in my head was kind of the, the game plan all along. Like Garcia being the odd man out there in the best way, I think has been really fun. And it turns out he's pretty hilarious at the sports entertainment stuff, right? Like we knew about his technical ability already. I don't know if everybody knew he had this sense of humor. So I actually think the Jericho Appreciation Society has been great for him, but let's get him to where he actually belongs in the Blackpool Combat Club, under the tutelage of William Regal and John Moxley and Claudio and Danielson, alongside Wheeler Yuta, his longtime rival. What did you think of this opening segment?
1: Yeah, I loved it. I, I think that um, the Daniel Danielson is is I think he sees the potential um, with him, and I think they're gonna take him to the moon. Um, Garcia is insanely, insanely good in the ring. He is great on the freaking mic. He yeah. is uh very easy to listen to, um, even though he does have an accent. A lot of the time things might get lost, but he is so good at delivering. Um, I think that Danielson is going to take this kid under his wing, man. And this is how you build stars, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, we can't 100%. recycle. And I, I think he knows uh he being tony khan knows that he has all these veterans that he's putting into play and in places where they can elevate the talent that's already there the younger guys
0: absolutely and i think garcia going over danielson and danielson's comeback tells you exactly how much faith yes. they have in this young guy but he does deliver on every front front lockman timing in, saying garcia's internal monologue in that segment Whee! yeah i can't imagine it's you're in the ring with probably legitimately a hero of his right like Based on his age and how he is in the ring, Danielson was probably his guy in the same way that it really seems like CM Punk was probably MJF's guy, right? Like it's kind of fun when we see not the baton get handed off because these guys are still wrestling, but like I think a really, um, you can just see the like inspired connection between people. And I there's think
1: truth in fun. his promo. There was truth yes. in his promo, 100%. You can feel it.
0: I loved it. Really fun opener. Like I thought that segment was great and I only liked basically the next thing on the show and not much more. So (laughs) we get Jericho Appreciation Society representative Sammy Guevara and Conti defeating Top Flight Dante Martin and Sky Blue in what I thought was fantastic match. Before we do that, we actually have a couple of Super Chats that just came in on the heels of what we were talking about that I'm going to knock out before we dive into that match. Hey, what's that over there with the best handle ever saying kind of want to see Sammy Garcia and Jericho in the trios uh, Louis saying no Garcia to BCC. <laughs> um that could be fun but I I don't know I think Garcia making the move now is good like I think Jericho um like stable sometimes the storylines get a little bit mired and run really really long so. Like, Inner Circle had so many things that I was like, how have we not blown off this feud yet? And I don't want to see the same thing happen here. If you're going to start this down the hill, I think do it. But you know what? If you did a trio versus the Blackpool Combat Club and that was a part of the poaching process, I'm all for it. Drew Nicholas chiming in saying, absolutely loved the interaction between Danielson and Daniel. That's funny. Double dance. (laughs) I I just hate the classic rampage bit of hitting the fast forward button between segments and not letting stuff breathe. I can understand that. I think it's tricky. Um, it's tricky with a one hour show too. I like, what do you choose to advance each week from your two hour show? And what do you choose to let simmer a little bit more? But I don't know. I feel like we have the match, right. And if you want to go best out of three, I don't think there's a harm in that, but we also see, I think AEW stories are at their best when they let stuff sit in the background. Like, yes, yeah. like, punk and eddie kingston is still sitting out there for us right like that's gonna get touched upon again like i think they're really hangman and kenny is the best example of that right like that took two years for them to touch again after everything that had happened so i agree with you on that but because garcia went over i feel like it makes sense for danielson to want to get his revenge really fast
1: i enjoy rampage man it it has a different feel than dynamite that's what i like about it
0: it does. It feels like being on a field trip, I always say. Like commentary's loose, like I don't know, it feels a little low pressure. We get some zanier stuff over there. But we are gonna jump into this match, which I thought was great. Brett Lockman chiming in saying, feels like when the first intergender feels like that was the first intergender match I've seen where the flow didn't die when the when forced to tag in their partner, damn solid. So I think what Brent is alluding to is that. In those mixed tag matches, if somebody tags out for the uh, their tag mate, who's the opposing gender, that means automatically the yep. girl has to get in with the girl and the guy has to get in with the guy. And a lot yeah. of times in those matches, that makes it really, really clunky. And that did not happen here. And I thought this whole thing was a lot of fun, but I thought particularly the women showed out. It is so nice not to have Tay Conti just getting insulted by Dan Lambert and doing what she does best in the ring. She grew so, so much in such a short amount of time. And her and Sky Blue, I just thought, had awesome chemistry in this. Um, This was for the AAA mixed tag titles, which Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti do hold. I'm sorry. Tay Mello. I'm going to have to get used to that. Uh, Tay Conti was married to someone else with the last name Conti. And now that she is married to Sammy Guevara, she's going by Tay Mello. Going to take me a minute to get used to. It's going to be like how I used to say Daniel Bryan instead of Bryan Danielson. To get used to it, but some really, really fun spots in here. Um, Tay uh, uh ultimately winning with the TKO. I want to say TKO because that's what it's a playoff of for the win here. But I loved the head uh, shoulder fake from Dante in this. I thought that was a really fun psych out. I also loved commentary equating it to a uh, pump fake by a quarterback. I just thought that was a nice piece of announcing from Excalibur in there. Sky had some really, really innovative offense in this. There was one point where she took uh, Ty out at the knees and then when Ty fell to the ground, she kind of just like kicked her in the head. But because Ty was already on the ground, she just kind of went like across the middle, which makes it look so much more vicious than when you're kicking up at someone. Um, So I, I just really loved this. There was some fun hard hitting slaps between the two of them, like from the William Regal school of slapping, which was really, really fun and just the flow of this was really great to Brent's point like a lot of those matches get very clunky because of the gender rules in this but this one just flew and Sammy and Dante were great but i felt like sky blue showed us what she was capable of in this and then tay just reminded us of what she does best what did you think of this i thought it was a blast
1: sky and tay they stole the match they stole the show we knew that we knew that uh <laughs> that sammy and um uh martin were just fodder in the background <laughs> they, were, yeah. they were they were the eye candy this time because the girls really showed out i love sky blue she's, she's like, great. so damn good so she yeah. really
0: is she really is and again super young And i think has like a a really long career ahead of her like she's very good already and i think she's just going to continue to improve with the more reps she gets it was nice to see her get some offense in and like a real match i feel like she's been used mm-hmm. because she is young um And a lot of squashes and just, like, you know, not a ton of room to show what she's capable of. But this, I felt like, was great. There were so many fun spots in this. But we've got, hey, what's that over there saying, since Eddie is facing Sammy at the pay-per-view, give me Samoa Joe versus Eddie for the ROH title at Grand Slam. (sighs) I want it to be Eddie and Punk at Grand Slam, but I'm also going to be there. (laughs) So I'm biased, but I, I want to see Eddie versus Samoa Joe at some point. Um, I really want Ricky Starks to be the next ROH TV title holder. If he's not going to be a TNT title holder or have a shot at the big one. I just think Ricky with a a TV title of some sort makes so much sense, but ROH also needs to get TV before we do too much with them. Luis also pointing out with this AAA mixed tag, um, that the rules of a AAA mixed tag just means that everyone throws hands at everyone. I think they're a little bit looser about the intergender, um, like action just in general it sounds like but uh this is American television so it's a little bit stricter but it did not feel so sterile of like oh you tagged in a girl so I have to go tag in a girl like it definitely felt a little bit looser and we saw some some interactions that were intergender today even though it wasn't like full-on so that was really fun I thought this match was great and that was about all I liked on the show (laughs) good night, everybody we will get into it but i don't know man we got a lucha bros promo which was fun uh hey what's that over there saying united empire versus death triangle eventually leads to will versus pack of wrestle kingdom for the iwgp us title holy crap put that in my veins that would be very fun um i'll be completely honest I only saw the end of this Lucha Brothers promo. I think it was pretty quick, anyway. But my dog was being a pain in the butt in the other room, and uh, he was trying to get into my recycling, and so I ran out of the room. I just saw the end of it. It looked like we were just moving things along. Did you see?
1: <laughs> the thing, I, I, yeah, same thing. I just, I what, I honestly probably walked to the kitchen to get a snack because, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. I anything that Lucha Brothers is in anyway is freaking awesome. So. Uh, do I need to see them talk about it? No, just get in the ring.
0: <laughs> well, it is a really, really fun story that they've been building out. So yeah, yeah, um, I'm I'm glad to see it continue to evolve, and I'm assuming that's what this promo is. It's funny that you were trying to get a snack I and my dog was trying to get a yeah. snack at the same time. So. Yeah,
1: I thought to myself, ah, <laughs> oh, you know, okay, cool. It's the Lucha Brothers. I know they're going to kill someone, so let me just go get some uh, some sna- <laughs> something to eat.
0: So. I hated what happened next. I hated it slightly less by the end of the episode, but I absolutely despised it in the moment. Um, Parker Boudreaux, who I don't understand why we need on the AEW yeah. roster, um, defeating Sunny Kiss. Uh, later we find out that Parker Boudreaux is all elite. i fine. Uh, <laughs> Todd Star-Chiming in via Humper Chat saying, there were a lot of signings that TK had to make. Parker's not one of them. It's getting way too late. Two thousands TNA. I started souring on AEW around the time of the Owen tournament's weird booking, but they've lost me at this point. Enjoyed SmackDown and Tom Moore tonight. Um, I can see what you're saying because until I knew Parker Bordreau was signed, I felt like he didn't need that spot. I felt like. Unless they're planning on signing Rowan. Redbeard didn't need that spot. And I definitely didn't feel like Zach Clayton of all people needed a shot at the FTW title. Ugh.
1: Well, they I made didn't... it a they made it a point to say that this is not an uh, AEW um recognized championship. I don't know if you caught that.
0: Yeah, I don't care. Use the roster you have. Like, I don't he's literally Jay Wow's boyfriend. I've like I've seen him a bunch of times. He's been on Dark. I've seen him live on the Indies. I feel like you have people you can use there. Last week when everybody freaked out about Mance Warner having a non-title one-off with John Moxley after a great match, I thought they were all a bunch of dorks. And I still think they're dorky for that take. But when I see three different spots in a one-hour show that could have been filled by people that were on your roster already, that raises a red flag to me. And as far as signing people, that is a particularly frustrating thing to me because when I... Talk about the AEW women's division and my frustrations with it. One of the counter arguments that I hear is that, well, AEW uses women the same amount that WWE uses women. One, that's about to change. Two, you called yourself an alternative. So if you're mapping yourself after WWE, you're not an alternative. Maybe that's what TV execs want. Fine. But three, then sign some more women. Hire more women. Hire Willow Nightingale. Hire Janae Kai. Hire... um, Diamante, who's been working for you, hire Kylan King, hire the Hex, hire Jody Threat. There's so many women you could be hiring and you're actively choosing not to. And I'm sorry, but this roster is already really full. And I don't ever want to act like hardworking people don't deserve to have a job. So you want to hire Parker Bordreau, Great. You want to hire two dimes? Fine. But you also have to hire the other people that you need to improve your product. Mm -hmm. By far, your biggest weakness as a company continues to be your women's division. The men's division is great. The tag division is great. There's already people struggling for TV time. I'm assuming ROH is going to alleviate some of that balloon. This is crap, though. Like, you need to do a better job of hiring women. If that's the argument I'm going to keep hearing, like, you want to hire? Fine. But you got to hire the other side that actually addresses the weakness that you have instead of bolstering something that people are already scrapping for tv time like i just don't understand it like it's just so ridiculous we don't even have women's tag titles alex like this
1: I, I is don't, so I frustrating that parker signing is weird you know the other dude with the backwards hat i don't even remember his name um that was <laughs> weird <laughs> i just don't understand it parker needs a hell of a lot more training that dude needs to be in a gym somewhere with whomever wants to train him, Nightmare Factory, whoever uh, he can get in with and like just rep, rep, rep and build him, build the vignettes, build like this badass. He has the tattoos, he looks a lot like the other guy, Brock Lesnar, when he was younger. Build that character up. Don't put him on TV yet. Give us something, but I don't know. That was just uh, i have a I have an idea here of what it could be, why smack and both uh uh, rampage tonight was kind of weird it is august a lot of people are on vacation There was a lot less people watching we know this uh yeah but
0: this was Quake by the lake rampage
1: uh, but they had to have known like this sucked <laughs> because i was just like what the hell i in I, my head even 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 wednesday night they must have known you know i don't know i
0: just i don't get it I didn't even like last week when Arya. I love Arya Davari too, so I don't want yeah. to make it sound like he's what I don't like. But when he shows up saying he's trying to poach Orange Cassidy because yeah. he has the best talent in the AEW and nobody knows who the hell you're with, yeah. that makes no sense. The
1: trust busters.
0: The trust busters. Like nobody knows who you are on AEW programming and you're saying they're the best talent and they haven't proven anything. So poaching Orange Cassidy to join that makes absolutely no sense. But Brett Lachman saying you mentioned Jody Threat, you are the best. Jody Threat is the best. She is a flavor all her own. She is such a special, special blend of a wrestler. Like, she's incredibly strong. She has this amazing sense of humor and personality that just shines through in everything she does. I absolutely love Jody Threat. I will always, always until she signed, have her name in the conversation for top women on the indies. She is absolutely fantastic. And there's so many more. Miranda Alize, like, anybody that was in that ROH women's tournament for the most part, like before they went belly up that's not already signed somewhere should be like and they should sign the women that they've been using on dark um alex starting sour grafts now telling me to show up when i can i will i probably won't be sticking around that long because we're running late tonight but um i hated this squash i understood it more at the end but like i just did not like this um
1: there's no need for it just move it along
0: there's no need for it they paid it off little bit but yeah yeah Luis also reminding us that impact signed someone like killer kelly like killer kelly was available and you didn't go get her like there's so so many but um it's just very frustrating ally catch like i think she's crushing it on the indies but like you gotta stop hiring guys that are already filling a role that you're oversaturated with and not hiring women alongside it it's absolutely ridiculous like Kind of proves uh, Ethan Page's kayfabe point, right? Just kind of ridiculous. Uh, Todd Starr saying Sheeta was written off with a kayfabe injury three months ago. She's been on dark for the last month with no acknowledgement but unsigned people getting TV time. Yeah, I mean this wasn't a lot of TV time and I get like you're trying to build up a stable, you want to make people feel important. My issues were Sonny Kiss didn't get an entrance watching this and then seeing the end of the show are different too, but like At the time, Sunny not getting an interest, Sunny getting squashed, and Parker not looking great in the ring. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, Sunny has not been on TV for like about 550 days, I think. You had Sunny out there um, during Pride Month and wasn't putting Sunny on TV in anything else but vignettes. People have been clamoring for Sunny to be in the baddies. Like, and this is, you finally put Sunny on TV, and this is what you're doing? Yeah. I don't even like the payoff, but it looks like Sunny's going to be on TV more, which that makes my heart sing. Like, by the end of this, I was like, well, thank God they're actually doing something with this angle, and it wasn't a straight squash. Like From Jersey
1: City, New Jersey, baby. Repping.
0: Hell yeah. And an amazing talent. An amazing talent, but... Moving along, most of you are just like in agreement with me and not really talking about this squash, but um, we got Roy Zhang saying, make a wish Brock's whole arsenal is like a scoop slam, a tackle, and a try hard roar. It's not good. Like I had people telling me like Parker Boudreaux is more than what you saw in NXT. And then when I've seen them on dark, I haven't been that impressed. And then tonight I thought, I was like, you didn't do that much, and none of it was very good. Like, I didn't really like this. I don't
1: know. I don't, I, I don't, I can't put myself in the shoes of a booker. I have never held that pencil. So I I don't know how hard the job is. And I can't even imagine how these, no, you know, pieces are critics. being shuffled. Yeah. yeah so it's kind of, it's kind of, yeah. It's kind of, yeah. It's got the nudies are back, by the way. It's kind of hard to kind of like see what, what, where they're going or the bots, I should say, nudie bots.
2: Nudie um,
1: but geez, like this, this was not good. But we'll we'll see we'll see what I'll give them one break and this is it. I need to know where this is going.
0: I do not because Sunny's been neglected for far too long. But we've got hey, what's that over there saying? Don't understand why Sheeta and Ruby haven't gotten a title shot. Give in given that Ruby beat Thunder at the Casino Battle Royal, or Thunder coming to AEW for Sheeta. Um, I lost a little bit at the end of that super chat, but I get what you're saying. Like, um. Oh, I understand. You're saying, like, why isn't Sheeta chasing Thunder? Yeah, that would make sense after how Thunder was brought in. So, uh, I, man, I think Chris Stapp might have been on her way to dethrone Rosa with a Rosa heel turn. That's purely just me fantasy booking. But I think Rosa needs something different because the matches are great, but the builds aren't working. And I think her turning heel could be really fun. And Chris was so organically over as a baby face that I feel like that's where that was going. So well, hopefully we'll do that. split
1: is coming soon.
0: <laughs> Ellie sees saying, call the porn accountant for the porn <laughs> boss. I see you, girl. I see you. I can't believe Ellie's not watching um, Sour Graps, to be honest. I'm honored that she stayed on the main with us. But hey, what's that over there saying? Tony should hire Maria to help Madison run the women's division creative. Yeah, I think Madison's in a coaching role. So Maria Canella should absolutely be booking the AW women's division and or the ROH division because um, it's not working. It's just not working. But we move along to an Andrade segment, which happy to see Andrade just on a path, man. Like this guy has been lost in the shuffle for a really long time. And I'm just happy to see that Andrade seems to be on a consistent path in a consistent story in AEW. That makes me very happy. You look so cool all the time, man. What did you think of this?
1: Yeah. Um, sorry, I got a call like really weird and I just shut it off.
0: <laughs> no, that's um, okay.
1: But where were we? Was it from just... the porn bots? No, no, no. That was just <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Why is this my brother calling me? And I'm trying to trying to figure it out. Sorry about that. Where were we at? Bring me back to Swerve promo.
0: Andrade.
1: Oh, Andrade. Oh God, yeah. Andrade is so misused. Um, that was a weird segment. Um, I I don't know what they what they're trying to where they're trying to get to with with that whole thing. Um, are they gonna break them up? Is that what what's happening right now?
0: I don't think so. I think it's just like fun to.
1: Or is he just trying to prove them to, the what are they call private party trying to prove themselves yet again? i think yeah, uh, yeah I think
0: it's, yeah, yeah. it's more in that vein i think private party is probably ripe for roh when they get tv so uh, um
1: yeah i guess so yeah i don't really have much to say about that segment it, it was just another one like you mentioned like there was some dead spots in this show um this yeah. one i was i am way more harsher about rampage that i was about smackdown which is weird usually it's the flip around but yeah
0: no i think it's It's easier to be more critical of something that's consistently been very good, (laughs) where (laughs) something that has finally feels like it's turning a corner after being so bad, you're like, you're just rooting for it to be watchable. So I get that for sure.
1: Yeah, well, I'll see. I'll see where this goes. But um, even, you know, I don't know if you saw this online, but even Andrade himself is kind of like weird, like doesn't know what's happening and where he fits in. Did you see that little like retweet thing that they were putting up online? I uh, did, week.
0: but I do also want to remind people that uh, Stokely Hathaway has open spots in his stable, and I think that could be very fun. I don't yes. know if that's where that's going, because La Facción and Governable seems to be something that is its own thing, like doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. need Stokely. But like Stokely seems to be picking off people that are underutilized, right, which is a very fun angle for a manager. Um, and Andrade is certainly someone that people have been saying is underutilized. So I think that's very true. We'll see. And fun. We'll see. It's a possibility. But um, we move along to the gun club defeating Beardhausen. <laughs> we love Stokely so much in this. Uh, we see I Grandpa- love his
1: smile. His like little oh, wicked so like sitting there, you know. Yeah, devious look. Oh, man. It's so good.
0: So much fun. And of course, we get Grandpa Ass in this too, which just absolutely had me. <laughs> Rolling on Wednesday, calling Billy Gun Grandpa Ass. But um, the Gun Club cheats to defeat Beardhausen. Uh, and we see, despite the victory, uh, Billy Gun saying, This isn't what I taught you. Grandpa Ass is not happy. He says, This is why he misses the acclaimed, which is crazy. But he says, I have another match lined up for you on Wednesday. Um, another complaint I have is we're having trouble getting talent on TV. I don't need the gun club on Friday and Wednesday nights, like, sorry. But if it's going to be against Lee Moriarty and Ethan Page, I'll take that because Stokely at the end of this is in the crowd and offers his business card again. The ass boys blow him off. They follow grandpa ass up the ramp. And I think Stokely might be saying, Hey, I did my best. I tried to help you. Now you're going to get your ass kicked by Ethan Page and Lee Moriarty brent lockman saying hearing the cattle decapitation redbeard's theme on national tv made me far too happy crazy how good he's looked in his aw appearances he's not someone that like i need an aw but i get him over like a parker bordreau and in, in oh, yeah. my opinion like in, in my opinion i feel like he could be really fun especially if the dark order like wins the trios titles which i think might happen i think we might get The Bucks and Kenny versus Hangman in the corner of the Dark Order. And that could be a really fun way to reward a stable that deserves it, that's been there from the beginning. Inside Um, Kate, by the way. What'd you say?
1: (laughs) Insider Kate.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) You're already, see, you're fanning the flames, man. And I don't, (laughs) I really don't know anything until you guys do. I really don't. (laughs) But uh, we move along to the swerve in our glory promo kind of weird that they were drinking out of the same drink but they essentially say none of the ranked teams want to face them because they're too scared which i thought was a really fun thing um this like actually felt kind of off to me considering how good both of them normally are but it was what it was um but yeah did you have any thoughts on the swerve in our glory
2: promo
1: no i hope that they they start um Putting them on TV, some good matches. I I don't know, like what who who do you feel like would be a good uh, team to go against them?
0: Oh man, I mean, as we were just talking about Ethan Page and Lee Moriarty being yeah. in the same stable, that could be very like a, pay- funny. like a good
1: match at all out.
0: Ooh, the acclaimed would be good. The acclaimed would be good. I we think all for know that, I love them. You do love them, and I, I think. Like, Bowen's in the same ring as Swerve Strickland is something that I would really like. Um, (laughs) One line from the promo, Luis, pointing out, I don't know how much, I don't know much (laughs) about numbers unless it was to count all this money. Um, But, yeah, I think, I'm excited that they have the tag titles. I'm excited to see them in an extended program. I I think the acclaimed would be really fun. Um, And then we move along to Hook Interview which was a hook interview. Um, yep. I and then he gets interrupted by Zach Clayton and I don't know what the
1: can hell I, he's doing. Can I, can I point something out here?
0: Of course you can.
1: Tony Schiavone has a zero if this was baseball, he's betting zero for 300 right now because every single interview he has, every single interview he has has been gotten cut off.
0: Yeah, and he usually gets called an asshole. I said this. Tommaso Ciampa gave um, like a digital media exclusive promo with Sarah Schreiber. And before he took the mic out of her hand, he goes, may I? And she goes, yeah, and hands him the mic. And he like cuts the rest of the promo into the camera. And I was like, that's how you do it. Like that. Ciampa, Where, a gentleman. More people should behave like that. Treat Tony Schiavone with some respect. Yes. Um, I could not care less about Zach Clayton. I feel that like the FCW title is something that Ricky Starks made feel important. It felt so important transferring back to hook. You have somebody with his, like you could have Taz in the corner and you choose that Clayton. I'm sure it's going to be something to set up something else, but I just think it's a really lame move. I don't understand why like Griff Garrison, give it to him. You know what I mean? Like you have so many people on your own roster that aren't being utilized. Have them take a loss. Like, what are you doing? Like,
1: I, I don't know why he's bringing in these outsiders. Like, it just it made no sense. I when when he came out, I was like, Who the f- is this guy? Like, really? Like, come on, man. And so he, and talking about Jersey, get off my TV.
0: <laughs> I know you don't. He doesn't speak for all of us in Jersey. Oh okay? God,
1: please, yeah, guys.
0: Here's the thing: he is an indie wrestler, and he's not bad. But, like, he wouldn't stand out to anyone if he wasn't Wells' boyfriend. So, like, I just, you got a yeah, whole the, roster of people and, right there.
1: And I agree with you. There's a whole freaking roster full of great people that we can, you know, bring out. And Hook is an amazing talent. They'll show off on the ring. I don't know how this guy's going to do, but whatever.
0: I think he's going to lose in, like, eight seconds. But God, I hope so. Give one of your own guys a payday. Louis pointing out that Zach Clayton is one in 12 in AEW. So, why he's getting a title shot even for a fake title is beyond me. But we move along to Excalibur the (laughs) Rap God. Guns versus Blondes on House of the Dragon. Swerve and our Glory versus Private Party on Rampage gets announced. Um, Hey, what's that over there saying? Curious as to when Pillman Jr. snaps. Pillman Jr. is not, like, my favorite wrestler in the world, but I'll say this. Him working heel at the Ric Flair's last match pay-per-view was the most interested I've been in him. He should not be a face. That guy is, like, meant to be a heel. Him turning on Griff, who I feel like should be a face, I would take it. I feel like they have run their course on the Varsity Blondes front. Um, But we will move right along into the main event, if that's okay with you, and then wrap up and get the heck out of here. Uh, we got Orange Cassidy versus Arya Davari, and we obviously get the big Sunny Kiss heel turn at the end of this. Again, I think Arya Davari is a great talent. I think his production work has been outstanding. I have absolutely no interest whatsoever in this stable. At this point, Sunny Kiss changes everything in my world, all right? Give Sunny Kiss an action figure. Give Sunny Kiss the world, damn it. But Orange Cassidy and Arya Davari, they give their promo. I was laughing so hard when Orange Cassidy in this promo goes, well, it looks like there's been enough talk. And Mark Henry goes, that's my line.
1: That was amazing. He's <laughs> like, oh, says, uh, orange, like, orange. Hold that's on.
0: That's my line. Um, I absolutely, absolutely adore that. Um, and then Mark Henry even kind of said it like Orange Cassidy, like all under his breath and stuff. I thought that was really fun. Some super chats and humper chats that came in about this. The Trust Buster should be renamed the Opportunity Cost. This took one-sixth of the airtime for AEW this week. so Yeah, I just, I don't have an interest in it. I thought this would be something that would work in ROH. I don't need this on my AEW television. Um, Tom O'Valley saying, we got Sunny Kiss on TV, but at what cost? No, it's okay. Aria Divari is going to be a huge asset for AEW behind the scenes. And at least the mixed tag more matching outfits. It's true. That's very important to me. Also, did you catch that? They changed Sammy's music to include Tay. Very nice. I did catch that actually. Um, I also, there was a moment where they were doing like their weird makeout spud and she like (laughs) went to kiss him again and he got caught off guard. And there was like this actual little sincere, like cute thing that (laughs) happened there, which I thought was really fun to see. I
1: I told you this behind the scenes that people were on their feet clapping or Looking around, trying to figure out what to do. He's like, "We hate these guys. Ah, the kissing and the love." Blah. And then, but they were like halfway clapping for them.
0: yeah, like with this like wink to it. Nobody like the guy that's making out with the hot girl is never a face. That's just like how wrestling works. But um, she's all right. She's a babe. She's a babe. But so we that. get Kai chiming in saying they could have effing healed Sunny without the squash. That I agree with um i didn't feel like the squash was necessary at all for this story but who knows maybe we'll find out that that was the deal right if this person beat sunny then sunny had to join their stable or whatever like there might be backstory also the frustrating thing with that squash was there's been a story building on dark and they didn't acknowledge it at all they didn't talk about the story that's been unfolding on dark they have to stop assuming people watch dark because while i understand youtube is the most accessible platform in the world and they get millions of views the thing that they get millions of views are, are segments from the shows that they put on TV. Stu Grayson said in an interview, he would change 15 minutes of TV for 200 dark matches any day of the week. It's just not the place where you need to get traction. So um, we'll see here, man. I, uh, I'm, if it gets Sonny Kiss on my TV, hell yeah. Sonny deserves to be on TV. Good. High profile people yes. wanted to work with Sonny. Malachi Black said he wanted to work with Sonny in an interview get Sonny Kiss on my television, I just don't have any interest in the way that they've done it so far.
1: Good for Sonny. We see a heel Sonny and uh, give him the mic. Let him rip.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. I would love to see that. And this match was fun. Orange Cassidy is so great in the ring. Like, can do anything. I think it would be a really fun upset to let best friends win the trios tournament. It'd be a fun way to give Orange Cassidy gold because perpetually over, right? Mm -hmm. But one of those guys who doesn't necessarily need it uh, I don't think they'll do it, but it would be fun, but a, a fun match nonetheless. Nice to see the, both of these guys in the ring. Honestly, Aria Daivari is a great wrestler. I think this is really fun. Hey, what's that over there saying Stu should have been in this trios tournament? Stu walking out the door is one that when we see the roster bloat the way we do, and we call WWE out for talent hoarding, we have to do it in AW, because at some point we have to call that what this is, right? Yeah. If you're having talent and you're not using them, that's talent hoarding. Yeah different because they can go work the indies right a completely different scenario but at the same time you know similar uh but yeah i don't know i thought that this main event was really fun did you have any particular spots or were you just No, i'm always tickled Sunny on TV? yeah
1: I'm, I'm i'm i was tickled by the by the fact that he was gonna let him uh pin him uh via kevin nash finger poke of doom um yes and, yeah, and he is. kept on rolling out of the ring i mean Always finds ways to make the matches fun, but he they he is so damn good in the ring,
0: yes. oranges.
1: So really. and Ari matched his intensity, so it was really good. Yeah.
0: Well, Alex, sometimes getting tickled just isn't enough for people, okay? Oh, sometimes you need a little more help than that to get excited about stuff. Sometimes someone forgets to read their ads until the end of the show, but <laughs> we get them done. And if you need to get it in. Like, I had to get this ad in. BlueChew.com can help you.
3: (laughs) Hello. Is your penis limp? Would you like it to be erect? Fortunately, BlueChew.com and the code Fightful is going to help you out an awful lot. Maybe you're having trouble with that. Maybe you just want the confidence. Well, BlueChew.com and the code Fightful is right for you. free. Your first order is free. You just pay $5 shipping. There there are a few other steps you go through. You consult with the online physician. If approved, it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But your first shipment is free with the code Fightful. It's got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they work on your schedule. Or whenever you're not ready and you want to be ready. Whenever the mood arises. It's in a chewable form. Very easy. Very simple. Help yourself out. Give yourself that confidence with BlueChew.com and the code FIGHTFUL.
0: So there you go. Guys, getting your last call for Super Chats and Humper Chats. Alex, how do you feel about, since I was kind of sour on both shows, I want to end on a high note here. All right, I want to know your thoughts about Sam <laughs> Punk versus John Moxley. What are your thoughts?
1: Oh, this is going to be so damn. They have to make this into like a 60-minute beat the living crap out of each other type of style match. Um it's going to be really good. Oh my god. These are the matches that I've I like salivate about and I am so happy that we're going to be able to get to see it. Also that 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 commercial was top notch. Sometimes the the eye contact when I'm looking at him and we're talking about this <laughs> is is you know, it's not that bad but you know. But yeah. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, CM Punk, um, he's going to be champion again, isn't he? You're insider so. Kate. So, yeah, just wanted to know from you.
0: Just like how everyone pretends that that's true already. So, thank you for that. Uh, hey, what's that over there? Saying last one for the night. Thank you for all of your support. You're so generous to us. Saying I would really love to see Angelico get a long match against Brian. I want to see Brian versus everyone. So, I'm not going to argue with that. But yeah, he's someone that's a little bit lost because, you know, tag team partners come and go, right? So, they need to find a would have been a perfect person to maybe have with Dan Housen or something like, yeah, like that's someone who needs an opportunity if you're going to keep him around. Right. So uh, we, I'm going to try to get
1: I'm going to try to get CM Punk to come on the show here on Friday. One of these days. See I, if will I can call him
0: cry and scream. And, I mean, I,
1: I, I got I got AJ's number. So I would pass out. Maybe I can ask her.
0: I would die. Like yeah, you, I would actually die, ma'am. I would. I've been starstruck twice in my life. One, I saw Bernie Williams at I love him. the bitter end and he was playing guitar. So I wasn't expecting to see him and he was just jiving on his guitar and I didn't think I was going to get to meet him. But then a friend of mine knew someone and like we went over and said hi. And just like all of his postseason stats started running through my head. And I was like, how do you be a person? And yeah. then the CM Punk meet and great. I was last in line and he had already stayed like an hour later than he was supposed to. And I was like, oh God, what if he just wants to get out of here? And he was so nice that he complimented my jacket and he made them turn off and go back, which, what a guy, what a Very guy. Nice. But guys, it's not a really long show it's for rough. three hours of wrestling that I wasn't really a big fan of, but a reminder that tomorrow you've got Grapsity at noon with Phil, Reg, and Will. And then at 3 p.m., Denise Salcedo and our own Steven Jensen are going to review Impact Emergence, which took place tonight Obviously, we're sucking up all the oxygen in the room talking about this, so tune in for that. It was apparently a really great pay-per-view from what I was watching online. I was kind of jealous, to be honest. I was like, everybody's having fun watching that, and I was having not that much
2: fun.
1: Congratulations on your one-year anniversary.
0: Thank you. No better way to celebrate than me going way too long on a show, but... Um, thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate you. Don't forget to subscribe to Fightful Select for more news coming down the pike. But Alex, tell the good people what you have going on and where they can find you.
1: You can find me on Instagram. You can go to AlexisCardoza.com. you probably find everything on there. Yeah, I branded my name to be a business because that's just who I am. I'm, I'm weird like that. Big corporate I got a lot Alex. Of stuff. Yeah, corporate Alex, baby. Um, <laughs> I got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, specifically, wanting to do a lot more stuff here, so hopefully oh, that'll no. come to fruition one day. And wrestling um, with
2: Freddie.
1: And oh yeah, that too. Yeah, I got wrestling with Freddie every. <laughs> I don't. I don't like plugging things. I, like, I know, you but you me. should. Um. Um. Yeah. If you guys know Freddie Prince Jr., uh, he has a podcast every Wednesday. It goes live with his co-host Jeff Die, and myself, and we just uh we break the week down of wrestling. And this past week, if you haven't heard it, it really he tells the story. You about carrying cross, calling him and asking him for his advice about returning back to WWE. There I'll leave go. it at that because there's a lot to unpack in that final story that he gives you. So go check it out. Let me know what you think.
0: Awesome. You can find me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter and TikTok and Kate's Grams on Instagram. Find me right after this on Sour Graps if he's still going. We were really late tonight, but I'll pop in over there. Tuesdays on the AEW, on the AEW, on the NXT post-show, Sour Graps, Weird Variety Hour, whatever the hell we're doing over there. Wednesdays at the Mark Order Podcast. Friday's right here. We appreciate you guys so much. Have a wonderful and wrestling-filled weekend. We'll see you soon.